One and two and three and four. There's murder and intrigue, but the kids of Riverdale are gonna be just fine, just fine, just just fine. There's Jughead and Betty, and Dad's a serial killer serving some jail time, jail time, jail jail time. We got milkshakes and pops. And mimosas at Veronica's Yeah, the kids of Riverdale are gonna solve some crime Some crime, some, some crime Cause the kids of Riverdale are gonna still be fine Maybe damaged, damn, damn, damn Sit right down, you're gonna have a real good time With Team Cheryl Who's Archie? Hello and welcome to another episode of Milkshakes and Mimosas. You hear that, chewing? That's how much we respect your time. Speaking of people who respect our time, we're joined by Jason. Hello, Jason. Hey, how's it going, everybody? I'm very excited to um, talk about a a film (sighs) that came out last year to have hot takes about it. But you know what I'm saying? Oh, you know what, guys? We're going to be breaking new ground. It's two straight white men on the internet talking about (laughs) Quentin Tarantino. Uh, you know, this is really, it's an unprecedented discussion that's going to happen, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be great, because, yeah, we're talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, a movie which is only applicable to this show because it was the last role of our beloved actor and Riverdale enthusiast, Luke Perry. I love how you dragged that out like it was a fucking secret. <laughs> like nobody knew who you were talking about. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't forget his name and had to look it up. <laughs> of course not. Like KJ Apple. Like KJ Apple was in fucking. <laughs> yeah, KJ Apple. <laughs> KJ Apple shows up, punches, punches him. You know, I, I think KJ Apple would be a great K- uh, Manson girl. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> Oh um, my! I you know I, Andrew, I love doing these types of films with you. Um, I really push for this because really, like I have um, stupid, annoying hot takes about these things. But yours are like so more hot, so much hotter than me that like I've moved the Overton window to the right. <laughs> so like when you are like, this movie's the worst fucking movie ever made. I, my take seems reasonable. That's like why I like doing this. Oh, oh, yeah. So, th- so that's that's I, I I mean I get it. I get it. I get it. You know this is you know this is the only movie where we can see both Lena Dunham and Harley Quinn Smith in the same sequence, uh, playing Manson women. Yeah, but it's um, like they're doing anything. Like they're just be they're singing and dancing and fucking, singing singing know. and dancing and having a joyful life. Yeah, and but picking food let, out of the trash. You know now now you punished me with this. So I made sure to add an extra wrinkle so that it would at least kind of be interesting. And that is, I made you watch the Al Adamson documentary, uh, The Life and Death of Al Adamson, I believe is I believe the title. That's what it's called, yeah. yeah, that's the title of it. Uh, basically because I'm convinced that large swaths of this movie was just ripped off from this documentary and from the life of Al Adamson. Um, including the fact that I 100% believe that quentin tarantino is foreshadowing his own death by making this movie and then uh, having it linked so close with the al adamson documentary Excuse me, it's called blood and flesh the real real spelled r-e-e-l life and ghastly death of al adamson 
Oh my god, that's so classless. What a terrible title. I love it. Um, <laughs> the real spe- misspelled? That's that's some that's like high level nineties new metal nonsense, like spelling it like Oh man. <laughs> that's with amazing. You know Corn with like? a K. Uh but yeah, and I believe that the uh current housekeeper of Quentin Tarantino will kill him. That's my that's my that's my hot take. That's my theory. Uh-huh. And Quentin Tarantino knows there are aliens and made a movie so shitty that he uh, could show to the aliens and they wouldn't invade us. I, I whatever you say about um, you know uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, oh man, that 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 Al Adamson documentary made me so angry. So we could we could talk about that in a minute. What made you so angry about the Al Adamson documentary? Listen. Okay. Um, I I'm definitely wow. seeing... was that was that your Tarantino was that your Tarantino yeah, impression? Yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Um, okay. They didn't use the n word once in this doc. No. Um, I <laughs> I um, you know, I, it was fine at first. Like I I known I knew who he was before I watched the documentary. I definitely had seen um, Dracula versus Frankenstein. Um, and maybe one other of his movies. I knew what he was about. Like, I knew all that stuff. It wasn't surprising to me, like, the stuff he made. But right. I still found, like, the filmmaking stuff interesting because I'm just kind of into that stuff, right? Like, so if you're into schlock cinema, um, exploitation stuff, I-, I think it's a fine introduction to him as a filmmaker because I don't think he's really talked about that much in, right. like, the vein of, like, say... Um, Edward or whatever, you know what I mean? Like I, I think he's kind of overlooked a little bit just because the era is a little bit later, right? Yeah, more grindhouse era. Um, oh, but when they like, I didn't know about the alien stuff, and I got so fucking excited. <laughs> I was like, did he get? Are they gonna say he got murdered by the police or by the government because he knew some alien shit? And I got so fucking excited. No, he got single white femaled by some fucking dude <laughs> who wanted to take his fucking. Pl- he got. <laughs> Mr. Ripley'd and buried in his fucking garage. <laughs> hey, we don't know if that guy was secretly an agent for the aliens. <laughs> He's a man we, in black. <laughs> we don't know. He could have been the worst man in black of all time. They ran out of letters. They had to go to like weird alphabet names, and that was, you know. Because that was such a hard turn, and I was like, oh, this is really going to be interesting. Like, I'm totally into that shit. Like, I am. I don't actually believe, like, aliens have landed. I don't believe those conspiracy things, but um, you, you I hear, find them you hear endlessly that CIA? interesting. You, you hear that, CIA? Turn mm-hmm. off the laser scope. You don't mm-hmm. need to shoot him. He doesn't <laughs> believe. He doesn't believe. Don't you pull the trigger. just had to send a fucking fat housekeeper to start dressing like me and then murder me and, and fucking bury me underneath the neighbor's jacuzzi or whatever. I can't wait to do this podcast with Grayson. Uh, <laughs> the, man, the man who murders you and takes all of your, your ways so of life. fucking pissed he got single white female. That was ridiculous. We looked out and he was dressed exactly like him. I was like, what? What is going on? <laughs> what? Oh, God. You know, I, I, I'm I, the reason why I made you watch that documentary is for maybe about 10 minutes. Maybe, maybe it's mm, two minutes. That's way less than that. If you're talking about the fucking stuntman who talks about meeting fucking Charles Manson, <laughs> he's um, in the documentary literally for three and a half seconds, and he doesn't, he doesn't even get out of his fucking chair. <laughs> 
He doesn't even change his pants. He's like, hey, I met Charles Manson. Peace. And that's the end of the conversation. And from that conversation, I knew. I knew that Brad Pitt's character was based <laughs> off of this man. Well, I mean, I think you're overlooking the fact that we get a big, um, big Q, uh, the big Q uh, referenced in this documentary as well. Big Mr. Quentin oh. Tarantino. Oh, yeah. The big QT is referenced because, of course, you know, um, he has something to say about every schlock cinema fucking character ever fucking made. Um, so, you know. Yeah. That happens. That happens. Um, yeah, I just wanted to make you watch that that the, that documentary so I could hear you yell about single white femaleing people. So, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm happy. I'm happy now. So that, the episode's over. The movie sucks, and we're going home. Oh, I thought you were going to um, actually talk about his like whole thing about knowing everything Russ Tamblin says in that fucking... Oh, God. Uh, yes, I am all aware. I, like, it's so... It's so... Well, I think it's indicative of why I hate this movie. So let's get into this movie, and I'll get into why that part is indicative of the movie itself. I, um, let me just lead up by saying, I do not like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I definitely like it probably more than Andrew. But I do get the distinct feeling of, like, being in a hotel room with fucking Louis C.K. when watching this movie. Like, (laughs) somebody is, like, just forcing their fucking fetish upon me, and I'm trying to get out the door. And it fucking happens for two and a half hours, and finally I leave exhausted and humiliated, um, and you know it's terrible. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I know that's a little crass comparison. Yeah, um, no, that's but, a, you know what that you know what that deals with the real life horrors of Louis C.K. No, I know, I know, I know. I'm being with a the same hyperbolic. amount of tact that this movie <laughs> treats the Manson family. Right. Well, I'm just saying it feels like somebody's forcing their fetish upon me. Is my point. Um, with, like, the scenes that are like, oh, look at, look at Jill from The Leftovers' feet. Aren't, isn't it so, ooh, aren't they so dirty? Oh, oh, look at Margot Robbie's feet while she's watching the movie. They're so bare. Oh, look at them. And that just doesn't, that's just the foot stuff. Forget about, like, the, um, fact that, like, the fetishization of, like, um, 60s cinema, Uh. right? So it's like a compilation of those two things. It's like... Oh, I, I, I'm so excited for all these facts I can just spew. I, like, I feel like it's like talking. I'm sure, like, girls, know, like, um, women on Twitter get this experience from, like, fucking film guys all the time where they're like, have you seen this movie? It's so fucking awesome. You haven't seen it? Like, that's, that's fucking film guy the movie. That's what this is. Oh, yeah, and I think it shows if you look at film Twitter and you look at the people who really love this movie. But anyways. <laughs> I'm sure. So, wait, 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 wait. There's well, people who really love this movie who are good film people, though. I'm sure. Like, there's, no, stuff, to, there's no, stuff to love about this film. No, the no. acting is phenomenal. The shots are great. Like, I'm sure there's people who enjoy okay. this film that aren't compelled to tell you all about it, though. You know what I mean? Um, sure. I that's don't believe I don't believe they exist. <laughs> but anyways, uh, okay, I, I, that's the firm uh, position of this podcast. You don't exist. Um, so, okay, my issue with this movie, one, Quentin Tarantino is a great filmmaker. I'm not going to deny that. It's shot well. It's edited well. Well, I could, sorry, it's edited like garbage, but that's because his editor passed away. I can't really yep. blame him that much. Yep. Um, but it's 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 it, it, it the structural amount of the movie, like the script writing is good. Like the it's good script writing from a, a dialogue perspective, and everything that people like about Tarantino is still here. But 
I hate everything it says. I, I hate how it takes place and how it deals with, like, real events. I hate that it thinks that it's okay to introduce characters with just, like, this is Steve McQueen. This is other people. They don't have any character other than oh, yeah. being like, oh, this was Steve McQueen. Look, at I, I put a little <laughs> subtitle, and it said Steve McQueen, even though this guy doesn't look like Steve McQueen, and the only thing he does is tell everyone about how fuckable, fuck, how fuckable Roman Polanski is. And it's like, no, no, fuck Roman Polanski. He was always a creep. I hate Roman Polanski. And he looks like, he looks, I, he looks less appealing than fucking Manson in this movie. Because, uh, like, every time you see him, he's like, he's like preparing to be like a, a discount reject from Austin Powers. Hot, hot but take. I guess, but I guess hot that's take. how they drove. Hot take, I'd fuck Charles Manson before I'd fuck Roman Polanski. <laughs> yeah, right now, even as right the corpse. Um, <laughs> right this minute. I would dig Charles Manson up and hit that before I'd let Roman Polanski anywhere near me or my drink. <laughs> fuck you, Roman Polanski. The other thing, so okay, so in a lot of ways, it's it's got a very similar tone in certain aspects to... Inglorious Bastards, in the way that it's like, this is a real-life thing that cinema is solving, right? So, like, a real-life crime or a real-life situation that the power of cinema makes okay and makes it work. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Inglorious Bastards didn't take place at Dachau, okay? It's not, does not deal with the actual real down and nitty gritty horrors of World War II. It's using the film nature of Nazis as bad guys and, ta- and, and making a movie out of what would happen if the movie Nazis were real Nazis. Whereas this movie legitimately takes place during a huge, awful, horrible crime that actually happened. And uses it for slapstick, and and half of and like a, all of the slapstick happens. We're supposed to enjoy the brutal beatdown of like women who get it way worse than Tex Watson does, and we see like <laughs> we see their faces like crumpled and like burned alive and like savagely beaten, and they're like bloody. And I'm just wait like, a minute. Whoa. The pool flamethrower scene is pretty fucking awesome, though. No, that I don't think it's awesome. awesome. I don't think it's awesome at all because <laughs> where the fuck he just has it near his pool? Yes, he he just has the thing near his pool. He's like, I, I might need this flamethrower. I guess I'll go here. Uh, <laughs> for, and that's I mean, just that's just my issues with the actual plot of the movie. Sure, sure. Here's, um, I want to I want to add to what you were talking to about. Like, okay. Oh, here's Steve McQueen. Go like ahead. he does shit like um, cast Clue Callagher as like the bookstore owner or whatever, you know what I mean. Um, if you don't know who that is, that's like a real life actor who was, like, in old westerns, right? Like, he was in the Virginian and shit like that. So he does, like, stuff like that for to be like, hee-hee-hee, if you well, reference, see, he's so cool. Like, I, don't have an, I don't have an issue uh, with that. I don't have an issue with that well, because, one, I, I want those guys to get money. layered with everything two, else that you talked about. Like, well, yeah, like, that's I, my point. Two, it doesn't have a giant arrow pointing at the fucking head as soon as he walks on screen going, <laughs> it's Glue Gallagher! Guys, yeah. guys, guys, it's is Glue Gallagher, oh my god! Right. So that's so that's one. That's just the actual movie itself that I have a major issue with. Well, I want to talk thi- about 
because okay, I know this ahead. is a beloved movie. I'm just Andrew. Oh, it's is a it? Movie. I is think it? So. I think so. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it I, is. I, I probably don't like anyone everything who likes you've it. said is true, but it should have won Best Picture because it's an American film. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Oh, I'm fucking joking. I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. if I'm I had a dog, I would click it. <laughs> I would do some snappy, weird hand motions, and it would be biting your balls. <laughs> I'm joking. I fucking love Parasite. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. But, um, I, you know, I. Uh, I think I want to start by saying some good things about this film. I have to say I think Leo's phenomenal in this movie. Like I, 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 I think he's. I think it's obvious he's a great actor, right? Are we on board with that? Um, Do you have any hot takes on that? I Leo's mean, a great actor, right? I he's fine. Oh God! What I don't like, I don't love him. Like I don't know. Like I, he's fine. He's like he's so good in this movie. Like okay, is. okay, this movie. Uh, I mean, like I guess I don't really care for where his character goes, but he does the character yeah, well. But he does fine. the character very well. Like fine. he's playing this dude who's like feels like his career is falling apart. He's like. Uh, he's uh, that scene with him and the little girl where he's like in near tears. Oh, but the little girl, the amazing. little girl is way better. The I love the little I the scene with the little girl. Great. She is both great. great. She's both great. great. They're just playing different characters. He's like, in the role. Yeah, I think they're both great. Um, sure, I, sure. I think Brad Pitt's great in this movie too. Like, I think, no, Brad I Pitt doesn't do a, anything but take off his shirt and sure. Punch I don't people. think he has a difficult role to play. I'm not saying that, but I think Brad Pitt it, it does what he's asked to do. Right? Well, like, I think you're, he, you're right. He, he does play. what he's asked to do. I can't argue right. with that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, from an acting standpoint, it's on. Like, he he's a good actor. Like, there's no doubt about that. I'm not um, saying he's a bad actor. I'd say the acting across the board, for the most part, is really good in this film. I well, think even he, Al Pacino's uh, fucking old skeleton is good okay. in this film. Al Pacino's right. good in this. I like Al Pacino's role in this. He's fine. Um, what do you think about Margot Robbie in this movie, given the fact that they barely do anything with yeah, her? Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I mean, I think and she's it's great like, in what she like. like she's Brad good. Like, she's I think not she's a bad. Great at what she's given. To yeah, do. And, but I, she's I not given anything in this movie. Right. The whole movie's like. Wow, what a majestic creature she was. She danced in her go-go boots and the whole world stopped <laughs> yeah, for a moment. I, I just... Oh, let's watch this slow-motion shot of her hair blowing in the breeze as somebody drives a car. Who's that person? Oh, right, it's Roman fucking Polanski. Fuck you, Roman Polanski. Yeah, I just think that um, it's less about... And I know there's been a lot of criticism about Margot Robbie not having enough screen time and stuff, but I don't think anyone gets enough screen Like, I just think that this is an un focused movie like i think there's that's one of its biggest flaws in my opinion is that you well, you you just don't have any like what is fucking brad pitt doing until he's fucking having people eaten by his dog that are manson people like nothing really yeah no nothing I, really what is uh, you know leo obviously because he's technically the star should get the most screen time but it's mostly even him um just a couple scenes, really, it feels like. And I think he does really great with, with the time he has. I think the when he's rehearsing his lines, when he's, like, really upset himself, I think he's phenomenal in that scene where he's, like, pushing himself. I think... It, but, I again, it's just a really... I get the point of the film. It's supposed to be, like, this Hollywood fairy tale story. But I just don't think it's very focused or has, like, a theme that I really find all that compelling. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't really so, even execute on the theme that it seems to have, which is about Hollywood and, like, aging stars and the the time changing, right? I guess it's sort of a whole a point of this, right? 
And right. it, I don't even think it really nails that down. I, I'm glad you brought up Inglorious Bastards because I think that that's a phenomenal film. And I think that film did Tarantino in. Like, I think all his worst traits, right? All his worst instincts were reinforced from that film. And I think he's been... I think, you know, it's just piled up upon that, right? Like, I think all his um, great films, in my opinion, are pre, and Glorious Bastards pre, and everything after is, like, it is so self-indulgent to me. And I know uh, that there's people who love um, Hateful Eight, um, and, and I just think he's so self-indulgent. It's, it's well, hard for me to watch. That's well, that's, you know, that's not a, 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 a incorrect opinion. I don't like... Quentin Tarantino much as a person anymore so my version of his movies are a little mixed as as a result of that um I still think that I would say Hateful Eight is pretty great and I think there are parts yeah. of Django that are good but I don't uh, feel comfortable I don't, like Django, really. I don't feel comfortable with him being the person behind it um if that makes sense what and, do you mean Andrew haven't you seen how he um oh he just shows up as an Australian you, when he when he shows up as an Australian Doing the worst performance I have ever seen in a movie. The worst. The worst because of everyone it's surrounded by. It makes it the worst. You fucking put Torgo from Manos to Hands of Fate in that role. He'd do a better job than Quentin Tarantino. Because Quentin everyone... Tarantino shows up. Goes, hey, boy, what's got shrimp on a Barbie? Edward, 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 Barbie. Oh, it's me. I'm super cool. I'm like an Australian. And I'm racist. And like, I love because shit. everyone shits on M. Night for his awful fucking cameos in this film. But that is by far the worst cameo <laughs> by a fucking director. It's so bad. It's so bad. So bad. <laughs> Anyways, but I, that movie is a, a whole other movie. But what I think is, is true about those other movies is they also have sequences where it cuts away and tells a different story within the story to get back to where our story is going to right oh sure yeah but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't have a problem with that yeah. no i don't have a problem with that either because but in this movie how it works is they will show you an entire episode of a subpar western show in this movie which has no person personality no purpose no reason to exist other than to be like, look at all these character actors. Wow, look at them all. Look at them all here. They're all here in a room and they're all shooting things in the old west. Wow. And I'm like, this should have been like a promotional thing you put on YouTube before the movie. Like, this could have been like a special, right? Like, you could have just released this as is because the only important parts of that are the sequences where he act, where it's the aftermath of those scenes. Yeah. Or when he nails it or he doesn't nail it. Like, that. The scene where he's having issues doing the lines, that's important. Him reacting sure. to him fucking up the lines, that's important. All the things around that. But I don't need to see him show up and be like, that's the Colorado kid. Nom, nom, nom. Look at me. Eat this but thing all of chicken. Those thi nom, but I nom, guess nom. my point is all of those things serve to just show Tarantino is he wants to be, show he could replicate that exact. Right. Approach Wait. to filming something, right? It's That's so it. fucking self-indulgent. And don't get me, don't even get me started. There could be a two-year course that I could teach on how bad that great escape scene is. The <laughs> fact that they decided that was a good idea to put in the movie, I was so mad, so mad about that. Because I'm like, there is 
This is just a deep fake. That's all this is. This is just some bad deep fake somebody would make on YouTube and put out there for everyone. But, why don't you go into detail about why that's so bad? I, I want to hear this. <sighs> okay. Okay. So... <laughs> Because it just recreates an entire scene from The Great Escape, but subs out Steve wait. McQueen. Do it as Quentin Tarantino. Okay, guys. So, what we have here is... Goddamn, I went to Australian Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Do it as Australian Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Oi, mateys. You want to see a, a rad little short I did? I don't know. I can't do it right now. It's awful. I'm too mad. I'm too mad to do a Tarantino right now. Okay, <laughs> I'm too mad. It's too bad. Cause just I'm like, glad you brought okay, up, like, okay, you need to get started. We're filming, okay? So, in this scene, it's all... I know it's a green screen. That's all you can see right now, Leo. But imagine, you're in there. You have the baseball, right? You're <laughs> really, really talented, okay? You remember Steve McQueen? You remember how I had that cue card that said, This character is Steve McQueen. Look at this character. Yeah, you don't like him. But you, you don't meet him in the movie. But he's in this movie. And you're replacing him in his biggest movie, okay? I really like the idea. I, I love that. But I really like the idea that... um. I actually really enjoy the idea from a script writing standpoint that he almost got the role of Steve McQueen's character. Like the the well, I, I like I, believe that, I like I, that I, line. I, agree, I hate the execution, but like I really like the idea that like he's bitter because he was almost that guy, right? Right. And I I think like, that's I, that. I like that, and I think you could have even just done a single shot of it, right? Like you could like right. you could have even done like a a single like a frame, like he just like flashes in his head and he sees it, right? Yes, and he yes, goes no. Yeah. And that, I think that would have been just as effective because he would it would have been like just like a brief moment. No, 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 never happened, never happened. Instead, we have to like see it all happen. And I feel like there's like a pretty good hour and a half movie in here if you just cut out an yes. hour and 10, 20 minutes out of this because there's so many meandering long sequences. And he goes for like this horror aspect but doesn't really do anything right. with it, right? Like, if you want to talk about the Manson and the Manson girls, like, maybe come up with a better take than fucking hippies. Because that's all the characters say in the movie, and you don't right. give any reason for why, right. in so many ways, the how the hippie counterculture got started, how this was basically the end of that entire era due to just, due to this and how they were viewed. And, like... You could just talk about how he, like, Charles Manson could have been a great Tarantino character in that way of him being a pathetic, whiny bitch. Because yeah. that's who Manson was. And he's bitter because he lost, a, he didn't get to do his Beach Boys song, right? right? Like, he wrote a song and he failed. He's a failed musician. He's a failure. And that would have made a great, like, even, a, it would have made an amazing uh, balance and counterpoint to Rick Dalton, even. Like, you could have structured this where Manson, the failure, the fuck-up, and Rick Dalton feeling like he is, and, like, seeing those two ideals clash and what it means to be successful in a failure. As is, the only thing you have is you open the movie with them looking through dumpsters and singing the song. That is a Manson song that they're singing at the yes. beginning. Yep, yep. But, I, but, like, I don't think that they were... I don't think he was telling his Manson children that song, but anyways... Uh, instead, yeah, it but basically... even, so, even if you're telling like a mythological version of that story, right? Like even if right. you're doing that, like a um, like a fairy tale version of it, which is what you know, Once Upon a Hollywood insinuates 
and you're talking about like the if you're juxtaposing um that era of hollywood and celebrity and our innocence and being shattered simultaneously while his personal life is being shattered by being dumped by hollywood right while right. I think this is sort of what you're saying while our innocence is being destroyed by the Manson family during the era of love, I think that's a great story, but that's not here. It's not no, on screen. No, right? and it's not even, like, hinted at. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing yeah, there. that's kind it's... of what I'm saying. There's no theme to this movie, really. No, no. That and I, you know, don't, I don't feel it. Maybe somebody will tell me you know, and correct it's, me, and I, I, I don't. You know, there's definitely smarter people than me out there that yeah. um, are film people that probably could elucidate something for me that I haven't considered. But, like, I've watched this film three times at this point, and I don't really, aside from um, the performances, I'm really glad you brought up the character actors that he's, like, highlighting because there's a ton of great character actors in this film that are oh. completely wasted, <clears throat> right? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I think, you know, you have Kurt Russell doing some, like, voiceover that's like dropped halfway through the film for no reason. Yeah, I'm like, um, what's going on there? You're like, he's like, he's a good is character. He telling like, this story, what is going on? Like, that's so muddled. Like, what is that one? That is muddled, and you just you just brought to mind the Bruce Lee sequence. We will talk of about. Of course, that in I'm a sure second. we. Uh, yeah. Oh. Um, also, you know, I I think it's well established. I um, am in love with him with the old affair. He's wasted here too. Well, like, yeah, and and he there again. There's like there's a whole bunch of chances they had to other than just give lip service yeah. to show him being the next version of Rick yeah. Dalton, right? And like going through the same motions. And, you know, and I think that's I think that's been um, talked about with Margot Robbie. I just wanted to say like I think that that's a, sort of across the board. Yeah. I'm not sure from Tarantino's standpoint that's like intentional sexism i just think that he there's no focus in this film and she's like suffers from that it, that's, well I that's mean, my take on it and, and uh, you know i could be wrong on that but like that's uh, i don't think there's I'm anyone not... that's really given a lot of meat in this film it's all like snippets in a collage that's kind of jammed together okay you know? but like how is it it seems like to me it seems like a soup there is definitely sexism at play in this movie because one, the violence that we like really get to watch in depth happen to women and get brutalized, uh, which again is a trope of a recent Tarantino. He loves seeing women get beaten. I'm not a fan <laughs> of it. Um, that's not a joke. He does. You fucking watch a whole bunch of movies. You see it. it. I love getting. I love watching women get beat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And look, it's brutal. I love it. Okay. Uh, ever since True Romance, I've always wanted to see it. Okay. <laughs> that's our best written character but um there's also like cutaways that make it seem like uh brad pitt killed natalie wood apparently that character is not supposed to be natalie wood they, oh, no, they come on that's totally not that somebody, sounds like some there was shit some that you say there after was, the fact that's yes, obviously supposed some, to be natalie wood somewhere somehow they are some people have argued no that's not natalie wood they that's come on and say no it's not natalie wood but i'm like how is that not when they literally go natalie and like dies on a boat shut mysteriously suck a dick that that is totally (laughs) that is come on you're mythologizing hollywood and that's one of the most um historic events in hollywood in terms of like scandal right and you're christopher walken did it arrest christopher walken now no brad pitt did it evidently he got in his time machine and he fucking went back in time and beat up bruce lee oh my god (laughs) can finish your thought on natalie before we get to bruce lee (laughs) 
Is his, he was uh, sitting on top of a roof and daydreaming about beating Bruce Lee and killing Natalie Wood. Um, I, yeah, I mean, do we have to talk about that scene? I feel like that scene's been picked to death. And what, the I Bruce agree. Lee? I think it's an awful scene. Yeah. The Bruce Lee scene? Ta- yeah, it's so... It's, uh, it has to be mentioned because it's just, like, racist trash. Like, it's I just... know it's deserved. I'm not saying it's not deserved. I it's just... just it's, it's unnecessary. One wholly unnecessary because we already get the idea that like the stunt woman does not like this dude right so like this scene only existed because somewhere quentin tarantino was like in his office alone he's like i'm tired of these bruce lee movies okay i've seen them all okay these dumb posters there's always bruce exploitation i hate it okay i'm gonna make a character who's so badass who you know when his shirt is off you're like whoa look so many abs but there's also some scars because you know he's been in fights okay okay he's been in fights n-word 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 anyways so let's talk about his fighting ability. He's so good at fighting, he would beat up Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee and all of them at once. Okay? Well, they think- would all come at him. He would throw them into a whole <laughs> bunch of cars. He would throw each one of them into a different car that represented their filmatic qualities. Okay? Also, one of them would be Christine. No reason for it. I just want to put the car from Christine in there. Okay? <laughs> um, I think what they're trying to we're trying to say there. Uh, my guess is what he's trying to say. I, don't, I haven't read this anywhere, but my guess is what he's trying to say is that, like, none of these action stars are really, like, badass. Do you know what I mean? Well, I get that. that. All I get versions of themselves. I get that, um, but, but you could have better could... for this film in particular is if he did that to Steve McQueen. Well, and, yeah. Like, another Steve, like, if he was on Bullet or something and um, he was on the set of Bullet and fought it, that would have been fucking phenomenal, right? Well, yeah, because then you got, like, the car. Like, you could do stuff with right. that. And Instead, it plays he's into to... him repla- being the replacement for, you know what I mean? Like, the, for yeah. Dalton. Or, like, you know even, if I mean? you, like, even if you did that entire sequence and you did it where he was actually did it to the, the actor who played the Green Hornet, like, I don't know, like, you could do the same thing because he's supposed to be on the set of the Green Hornet when this happens, um, which, I mean, you know, I'm amazed. Yeah, the, I'm amazed they didn't shoehorn the car in there somewhere. Yeah, um, but I think I think though you, you when you do that, you miss the point that like Bruce Lee is a mythologized badass. Do you know what I well, mean? Well, like, yeah, think, that's true. I, I, but like, I mean, like put I, Yul Brenner in there, McQueen Charles better. Bronson. Right. right. Put, put oh him punching. Can you imagine him? Can you imagine him fighting Charles Bronson? That would have been fucking amazing. I'm gonna kill you, bub. <laughs> that's amazing there's a guy who like exists overseas that looks exactly like charles bronson right now who's appearing in movies like come on bring that to <laughs> i just think i just think that the the pointed reference of it being a white dude beating the crap out of a minority character like it just looks bad it looks bad and they they talk about things like he was a war hero but they don't really do anything with that they don't like that would have been cool right like i don't know show him in the war and maybe that proves how badass but it's all as a daydream too though it's not like he's really a badass because it's just a daydream of him beating up a fucking asian dude for no reason okay but yeah i know he's having a real mark Wahlberg flashback he's 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 (laughs) (laughs) you know quentin you know came up with this scene because he was talking to mark Wahlberg. At a party, because Mark Wahlberg is a fucking scumbag. Don't Wahlberg? let him into your movies. <laughs> anyway, he would have knocked Bruce Lee's eye out. The fucking because he's um, a fucking evil, evil man. Anyways, um, I, you know, I, I just, I agree. The optics of it is really bad. I don't think 
Tarantino necessarily really gives a fuck about that all that much. But oh, he I, I mean, definitely I, I should, doesn't. Um, I, I, I think we need to wrap this back to his like um, Russ Hamlin thing because, um, I, I don't know. It, it's just this is. It feels like two and a half hours of him just trying to show off his film knowledge. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to say, like, this is... I just want to reiterate that this is, like, film Twitter guy the movie. Like, it's just, like, get these references, get all these references, you know? And it feels gross. More than anything else, it feels yeah. gross to me. Yeah. I, and, I'm like, I feel like, you know... The, the I saw so many, like, very poignant and very, like, affected pieces of media written about this movie where they talked about how how moving they found the, like, Margot Robbie scene where, like, she would go in and see the crowd's reaction and everything like that. But to me, it didn't work at all because it didn't feel like that was genuine. Mm. Like, it didn't, it wasn't one of those things where I I really knew a lot about Margot Robbie's character because, like, we didn't sure. get anything. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't feel earned, really. Yeah, like, we didn't get anything about it. Like, was she happy about this performance? Was she worried about this performance? Did she just want to see it? It seemed to me, well, all of that is on her, though. Like, I, it, it is somewhat effective, but it's because of her performance. Oh, like, yeah. No, no, no. I think, she, again. Face. Again, she does good with what she has. I just don't think it's near as effective as, as some people. And again, if you like this movie and it's effective, I'm glad. I'm happy you exist. You're also definitely not listening to this podcast because I insulted you off the bat. So you've turned the podcast off. It's okay. They're wrong. They're wrong who like this movie. They're wrong. Um, but um, I, I just find it a little hollow. Uh, I agree. Looking at looking at some of this, uh, looking at some of the reviews of this movie today, I saw like a really high rated review, and I was like, "Oh, I, I wonder what this says on like Letterbox when I was rating it one and a half stars." Uh, and I just wanted to see what this person who I respected almost wrote like five stars about. And the first paragraph and a half was how there were dark moments, and they could hear a film projector running, and how they missed that emotional feeling. So I was like, "Oh, so this movie is just nostalgia." This movie is just nostalgia for people in so Man. many ways. The I mean, ways of going to the movie. Is, this quarantine is killing some of us. Some, oh, <laughs> goodness gracious. So there, it, it has so much nostalgia in it. The, the other day, the, another the, one of the few criticisms I heard of this movie was on a podcast where someone was like, you know, I just really wish that when he went over to Italy, he did a giallo film so we could see what Tarantino's giallo film looked like. And I was like, no, you do not want to see what Tarantino's giallo film looks like. I'm sure it was in some cut of this movie, and he would have got canceled faster than can, can, can. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's really... Uh, so so I want to talk about something that I think is relevant to both of us in our movie-watching um, predilections, right? Which is, I think that it could be said that Tarantino has been a really great voice for uh, highlighting how exploitation fi film can be art. Yes, but I think the way that he does it, it comes with a lot of baggage Sure. And that kind of, I think, has it started out good, and now as the years have gone by, it's kind of negatively affected it. Um, just because, like, a lot of his, like, again, his racial politics is real bad, 
real bad and he's well, yeah. very bad at it and i mean people go oh come from a good place and i'm like that's fine but he's still racist so like it still happens <laughs> i just like, think he's i just think he's incredibly socially awkward like i just don't think he's like a good, i don't think he's a good spokesman for his own art quite honestly like i think he would be he, he just should not do interviews period is kind of my feeling about it because i just don't think he's very good at reading a room so you, you're you're saying i should not reach out uh, to interview him in, on this podcast. Um, I think he should be on, but I think he has to do his Australian accent if he's going to come on this fucking podcast. You cannot QT. And you are not fucking invited unless you do your Australian accent for the entire time you're on this podcast. Don't even tell. Someone, someone will listen to this and challenge him to come on and we will have the worst podcast episode of all time. Andrew. Everybody would listen to that. Everyone would, and it would be the worst podcast of all time. And I say that knowing there are like a billion Joe Rogan you know episodes. Because he's do- <laughs> you know because he's doing an Australian accent, he would just drop a C-bomb every three minutes oh, because he's, being, he's Australian. Oh, and oh. I, I would – oh, man. I don't – I wouldn't be able to speak on that pad kind of stuff because I'd be laughing the entire time. Um, <laughs> I would probably just get in a yelling match with him and I would make all these headlines. Make me laugh harder. Um, if you, if you, if he's, and the other thing, QT, if you come on and you do your Australian accent, Andrew's going to do his impression of you <laughs> the entire podcast <laughs> talking to you. Okay, question one. Have you seen The Candy Strippers? Have you seen the Candy Snatchers? Whatever the fuck that movie's called. Oh, he would know. He would. He would. He'd be so fucking pissed that you messed up the name of the fucking movie. <laughs> he'd, he'd be like, like uh, "Candy Strippers was in uh, eight millimeter." And oh, that, uh, that shit pissed me off so much in this movie. Every time that like fucking Pacino's mentioning how he watched fucking one of his uh, <laughs> yeah. films and exactly what millimeter the shot was. Like it's like. Shut the fuck up, Tarantino. Just shut the fuck up. I mean, you know, like, again, like... Jizz on your own time, okay? Or just write a book. Like, write a book about the history of cinema, because you clearly love this stuff so much. Like, just write this stuff into a book, and then make movies that don't constantly reference making movies. Because I don't understand it. This isn't fucking Cinema Paradiso. There's no emotional weight to any of this. It's just garbage it's just you're watching the worst pornography of all time and you're not into any of the kinks you have to watch it all yeah that's exactly my point it's yes 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 that's exactly what it's like luke perry is in this movie for about five seconds he doesn't he's not bad but i think he says two lines well that's i guess yep he's in um you know that, that you know he plays uh wayne maunder who's like who is like a real um Real film star, of course, like everyone else in this fucking movie. Of course. Um, I, look, look, I'm going to be straight with you. I don't know all the references to this because uh, I'll Wayne be honest. Wayne was in like, um, Porky's. I know that. Um, he was in what, sorry? Porky's. He was in Porky's. Oh, he was in Porky's. Wow. Yeah. So he must have been a great star. <laughs> he played like one of the dudes like. Um, one of the sex criminals. <laughs> one of the sex criminals' dads. Um, he was Pike in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what else was Wayne See, um, I, 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 I will be straight up with you, is that I don't find this era 
that interesting as far as like TV stars and the TV westerns and stuff like that. Like it doesn't really float my boat and I haven't seen a lot of it. So I'm sure I missed out a lot of yeah. references, like a lot of very oblique and very sure, direct references. But here's well, the thing, like, the movie should stand on its own, and I shouldn't need to understand the references to enjoy the movie. I really um, love this era of um, Hollywood and, like, the TV, the Western and stuff like that, and I got a lot of these references, and I still don't like this fucking movie. So, um, I, I just, uh, I think, it, it's, yeah, I mean, you can't just fill a fucking movie full of references. This is like Family Guy. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? You, it's, you, you, think, you, know I mean? you think that's bad? Think about the time that I beat up Bruce Lee! Yes, exactly! Oh, this reminds Lois! Bruce Lee's in a chicken suit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Lois, this reminds me of the time that you were in that Jay Sebring movie! Whoa! Let's watch it! hate it. I hate it. Are you even there anymore? I am. Yeah? You're there? I'm done. Um, <laughs> I, I just, you know, I'm really glad we got to talk about this because <sighs> everyone I know loves this fucking movie. Um, and I get it. I've been like a I Tarantino. I, I mean, just, been, I, you know, I'm just kidding. I mean, like, you, if you like this, honestly, I'm of the opinion, if you like a movie, you like a movie, as long as you can defend some of the choices that I find that are just deal breakers Well, for me. you can also be like, hey, these choices I don't like, but I still like this movie overall. Like, I mean, can, that's fair. Yeah, I'm sure. I yeah. fucking you, love you have a new going to college. I'm not going to defend half the shit that happens in that movie. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not decry the good name of Ghoulies Go to College in an episode about Tarantino. I'm like a bad movie, and that's okay. And I don't even think this is a bad movie. Actually, I don't... I, I would mean, rather watch. Said, I think Ghoulies Goes to College is a better movie. It's beautifully shot. Yes, yeah, Ghoulies Goes to College is. Yep, Ghoulies Go to College is both of us. <laughs> um, you know, those fucking puppets are so well framed in that movie. Um, <laughs> as opposed to the puppets in this fucking movie that don't get don't have any character. Um, I, you know, we have to talk about the end of this film, though, before we're done. Like, I, oh, I think yes. we have to talk about the end of this movie. Um, I know we've, we touched on a little bit where you're, you know, you feel it's sexist. Well, I, I mean, like, I don't, like, it's not one of those things where it's, like, it's straight up sexism. I just think you're, like, you, it's, it's, it's more, expl- so, okay, okay, you know what? Let, let's go, let's go straight up, and, and I'm, uh, this is going to be that, that hot take that you're mm. going to, you want it. This is it. This is, this is. <laughs> This is Jason's hot take. I thought we've been supper. getting it the whole time. This is his. This is his spoonful of hot take. I'm oh, coming yes. in with the airplane. I'm like, open up your mouth. Open no. up your mouth. You're for the I'm, hot take. I'm ready. It's, it's gonna scald your tongue. This showcases everything that Siskel and Ebert said about slasher films. <laughs> everything. Oh, Jesus. Everything. Everything they accused accused slasher films of is what i think this film is guilty of because if you watch 90 percent of slasher films from the 80s they do not get anywhere near as intense with the violence against these against women half the time you hell you watch giallo films and giallo films can get fucking nasty and you don't get this many shots of like woohoo it's so hilarious that this lady got her face caved in and then she's doing she's doing muppet arms and she's shooting in the air and she fell into a pool and now she's burned alive and we're supposed to be fucking happy dory she got burned alive wow it's great 
And like they, 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 like I've heard people defend that. We're being like, well, it was the Manson girls. If ever there was a time to just enjoy senseless violence, it was against the Manson girls. And I was like, <sighs> maybe t- like that's not that's a weird opinion to have for one. Um, to um, you know, maybe give the exact same amount. Like if I had, like, I don't know if I would be as like hateful if I had seen the dog rip off. Tex Watson's nuts, or I'd seen the impact of him, like, curb stomp Tex, well, like, what he does, like, he, like, goes up and, like, just stomps uh, his head, like, he's fucking Dr. Sartain from Halloween 2018, um, and it's like, <laughs> but, like, if I had seen those impacts, and they were meant to be just as impactful, then I would have been like, okay. I just as impactful. It may not have been for you, because there was but, more of the women, you know? Yeah, but I just, I think like, that's a pretty impactful scene. That, that was gonna be my argument, actually. Oh, um, oh, okay. Then maybe that was the point that the, you were supposed to feel just as, ooh, ah. But, like, you didn't see yeah. his face. You didn't see the reaction. Sure, like, sure, like, sure, 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 sure. And I, that's what I think, like, the visceral nature of it just, it just rubbed me the wrong way. See, my issue with that, um, and I think that's all fair criticism, quite honestly. I know some people aren't going to take that criticism, wouldn't take that criticism well, and they would react, um... I'm not ca- look look. I'm not calling you a sexist. If you watch this and you liked it and you can defend and give me a reasonable exactly. explanation, exactly. Yeah. I'm not calling you a sexist. Yeah, I think the that, point yeah, of film yeah. is for like to have a discussion, and uh, no one will want to have a discussion with me about this movie afterwards, which is my entire intent. Um, you, I mean, you you are calling me a sexist, but that's a given. Um, the, I mean, it, yeah, man. You, you, <laughs> I've had to edit out. Uh, I've had to edit out so many things. <laughs> You're not editing that out. Um, I, my issue with it is actually more thematic. And what's it? So, I mean, I guess the point is it's anticlimactic. But like, we, I guess we should have seen our lead up even. Like, why did they go? Like, we like from you as a viewer of the movie who doesn't know about Charles Manson, well, why are they there? Why are they I there? That, I think everyone knows that. Right, like I think that that's supposed to be a given. Like everyone knows the story, so when it turns on its head, it's like, um, you know, ah. it's not how you expected it to go. Like I get that, like, but I think what it does to the Sharon Tate story of this film is really make it less. Im- like I think if you, well, ha- and I, I don't want to see her get murdered by the Manson girls. By the way, I don't want to see that happen. No, but, but it would have been awesome if so. Like, say they inter like these two bumbling idiots interrupt something, and then she gets her revenge. Like, or she yes, takes if yes, she's the one who like shoots a gun, or like if she like spikes them through the head or something. Then you're like, all right, wow, this that's is like that weird, more interesting. Yeah, this is like that cathartic moment of like what we all imagine, wish could have happened all those years ago. Imagine Roman Polanski was there this time. Right, <laughs> we get to see him and die. The, yeah. yeah, or he hides like a little bitch, and she kills them all. Right, like that's way more interesting. And then just like a bomb goes off in his pocket or something and kills. Yeah, him. Yeah, well, whatever. You know what I mean? But but even if he's like the coward and runs away. If I would make this a movie, I would show Roman Polanski take off in a plane, and then Godzilla would destroy the plane or something. But imagine he just ran away to like Switzerland or France. Because oh, they yeah. broke into his house and she just murders them fucking all. That's like way better. And then right? end the movie with like a montage of what her future could have looked like or something, right? Like again, that would have been interesting. And then you'd be like, oh wow, this is like this Tarantino verse. Or like it actually would have redeemed the the 
Bruce Lee thing if he fantasized about beating Bruce Lee's ass and then went to go help Sharon Tate and got his ass kicked. Like his right? face didn't meet reality, right? Yeah, that, okay, and I would have accepted that. I would have accepted some stuff like that. And she does it all. That's interesting too. Like that's way, all that shit is way more interesting than what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's no, what's, what, what, you know, and I actually didn't hate that scene on its face. Like I think, um, I like the dog coming back. You know, I love it. I love a nice dog, right? So, you know, the dog part of it, the buildup of that, the the dog, the fucking dog in this movie has a better buildup than Sharon Tate. Oh, the dog and is payoff. a good actor. The dog, has the dog, a better payoff than Sharon Tate. Yeah, yeah, a hundred, no, hundred percent, a hundred percent. The dog, ninety percent of the characters in this film, like they, they, they have they... a worse payoff than the fucking dog's buildup for him following all the things that he says and feeding him. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. That's the best character development in the fucking movie is the dog. Yep, yep, yep. Or did that dog go to Italy? By the way, I don't know. I'm just curious. I want to know. I want to know. Was the dog in Italy? Did the dog? The, because then, the dog. then you could have made the dog all those dogs in those Dario Argento movies. They're like, yeah, we loaned out the dog for those Argento movies. It just shows like montage of dogs like Molly. It, it turns out that dog um, sexually assaulted a minor and had to fly to France. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, wow. Roman Polanski was a dog this whole time. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, like, I guess, like, I don't know if I... Uh, I, like, I don't know if, if me wanting there to be, like, some fuck you Roman Polanski moment is just me knowing who he is and wanting that to be addressed in some way. Like, because he... It's well established that he was a creep even during his relationship with her and like he was always been a creep like there's a whole bunch of old sure. interviews with him where he's been a creep forever and they don't oh, they don't surprise, do anything surprise a male fucking director is a creep shocking well, okay okay but i mean <laughs> yes it's um, not shocking but like i feel like especially one as famous or infamous as polanski totally you have to eat like you I, have to, oh, yeah. something i mean something I, I, like, like, I, I if, would say if it yes, just end with being... "fuck you," like, if I made this movie, it would I would at least end with a cap that said, "Don't feel bad for Roman Polanski. He was a noted sex criminal. Fuck him." <laughs> I mean, I don't think. I mean, I think that's at least as well known as fucking Manson, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, everyone knows that about fucking Roman Polanski. Mm, okay, right? but there's people who are watching this movie that don't know any of this. There will be people uh, who watch this movie that don't so know any of this. You, They're young. So that's a, okay. So how could you enjoy this movie if you don't understand any of the references? I, good fucking question. I don't fucking know. Because you would just be like, what? So why do these like hippies want to kill Sharon Tate? What's their deal? They just live on some old movie ranch. Because every one of these motherfuckers that loves this fucking movie, right? would tell me um i don't have i i shouldn't have to um have read the book to like the movie right so what you're telling me to enjoy this movie is you need to know all these fucking historical film shit to enjoy this movie yeah right? I, I guess so so doesn't that make it a bad fucking movie it, yes. through that context yeah in my opinion it does so I'm just saying. As a, as a matter of and fact and i don't think it's a bad movie i'm just saying like if I you're do. viewing things through that context in order for this film to work at all, I think you sort of have to understand the context of Hollywood and know the history of it. So, so, so let's just let's just briefly talk about the rest of Quentin Tarantino's movies. Reservoir do Dogs. We wanna, wait, There's wait. A, do you, let's do. Do you want to do our um, list of best Tarantino, best to worst? 
Oh, okay. Well, all right. Let me bring up the old filmography to make sure we didn't miss anything. Uh, do you have your list? His middle name is Jerome. <laughs> yes, I do that. Quentin Jerome Tarantino. And we're not, um, we're, we're only films that are directed. We're not fucking around with, like, um, true romance. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. Are you including my best friend's birthday in this? <laughs> he didn't direct that, did he? Yeah, apparently he did. No, he didn't. No. From 1987. Yeah. What? Yeah, he wrote it, he starred in it, and he directed it. It's Mickey's birthday, and his girlfriend just left him. So that's when his friend Clarence shows him uh, a birthday. No, 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 no. I think we start with Reservoir Dogs, um, and we end with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, okay. And now we're um, not talking about the CSI episodes he's directed either. So my least favorite is this movie. Least favorite. Okay, so yeah, let's start with our least favorite. So we'll go, yeah, we'll go up. We'll go up. So my least favorite is this movie. What's your least favorite? This is going to be hot take right here. If you say Jackie Brown. Kill Bill Volume 1 is my least favorite. Okay, my second least favorite is Death Proof. Don't care for Death Proof. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is my second least favorite. Okay, okay. Um, This is when this gets a little difficult. Uh, Django is probably next for me in that. Hateful Eight is my next one. Hateful Eight is my next one. <clears throat> um, I'm going to say Django is my next one. Okay. Reservoir Dogs is my next one. Kill Bill Volume 2 is my next one. <clears throat> oh, yeah. We're ready. We're ready. You're, you're prepared? You're in your boots? Oh, God. I, I'm going to be so fucking pissed if you're going to say what I think you're going to say. Pulp Go Fiction. Ahead. I'll fucking dare you. Pulp Fiction. Um, <clears throat> I'll fucking dare you. Pulp Fiction. Um, Death Proof is my next one. Um, then I probably would go Kill Bill Volume 1. We're down to the last three, right? Yep. <clears throat> I'm going to say Reservoir Dogs is my next one. Kill Bill Volume 2. Um, and then I'm going to say, um, I mean, obviously we don't, I'm just going to say our last two. So, um, my next, my last two is Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown is my favorite. Inglorious Bastards and Jackie Brown for me. Oh, I didn't say Inglorious Bastards. Shit. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be Pulp Fiction and Glorious Bastards, Jackie Brown. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, just that, just that I, our, I really love Inglorious Bastards. You um, hate those Kill Bill movies, though, eh? I do not like them. And, and honestly, I think those are really good movies. Oh, I'm talking personal taste. Like, I just don't care about those movies. They just feel like... It feels a lot like this movie to me, quite honestly. It's just like homage to... Um, Revenge samurai films. Like, you know, it's fine. I just rather watch. If I want, I'm just going to go watch Kurosawa and have a nice day. Okay? I don't need to watch fucking Tarantino's version of a bloody samurai film. Yeah? No, that's fair. That's fair. You know? Yeah. Um, I'd rather his take on Af something more interesting. Right? After seeing uh the lady snowblood movies i agree with you because those are yes, just those are great movies those are great movies but those are just what he ripped off like large swaths yep. of, of uh of you know 
of his movies. That's one of the things with him, which, I mean, honestly, I don't think you can argue with this movie, is that earlier Tarantino movies, when you know the references, I kind of end up liking the references, like the original things, more than his version of them. Well, Once yeah, you kind of un- unwrap them a little bit, like uh, especially when it comes to the Kill Bill movies, I think this movie's so self-indulgent. I don't think there's anything like it, to be honest. And I actually don't. I mean, I love Reservoir Dogs, and we know, you know, that's just a ripoff of another movie, right? Right. So, um, but at least that just feels like a remake, right? Than it does like, uh, and it feels different to me, right? We know that City on Fire, but and I think City on Fire is a better movie. I just it doesn't bother me as much because it feels more like a remake than it does a rip off, and that's my opinion. I mean, obviously, I know some people can't watch City on Fire and then watch Reservoir Dogs again, but right, Reservoir Dogs is about the performances to me more than anything else, and I fucking love Steve Buscemi in that movie. And he is great. He's uh, great in that movie. You know, Tim Roth is fucking great in that movie. It's just I don't know. Harvey Keitel is great. I just think it's, I don't know, this movie, I'd rather have the fucking references be hidden more and still be able to enjoy the movie without having to get all the fucking references than right. having um, to be, sift through all this shit and be like, ah, oh, did you know that this was this? Like, it, Yeah. I think, so, take all of my Tarantino rankings with a grain of salt, given that I completely excised all his movies from my collection, like, two years ago, so, <laughs> like... I went so far as to sell Quentin Tarantino laser discs that I had, so I just excised <laughs> the whole thing. And what me a- giving a, giving away a laser disc is like me giving away my first child. I would never have a child. It's like me giving away a cat. So this named is named Jughead, who was named after character in. The- don't even, don't even. Um, I then looked up. I then looked up the meaning of Jughead, and it was like fool, an idiot, and a fool. And I was like, what? No, baby, I wouldn't name you after that. I was named your- after the character who fucked in Archie. Is your contention with Pulp Fiction just the Tarantino scene? I don't like Pulp Fiction. Any of it? Uh, I mean, it's fine. Like, I don't think it's terrible. Like, again, I don't think it's bad, but, like, I never felt it was as revelatory as people make it out. Gotcha. Gotcha. I just, yeah. I, I just don't, I just, like, again, I don't think it's a bad movie. Like, I think if I was in a, in a room with someone watching Pulp Fiction, I wouldn't be that mad, other than to be like, well, you know how terrible he was to Uma Thurman on the set of yeah, Kill Bill yeah, yeah, and yeah, almost yeah. got her killed? Yeah. Like, because yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm literally a Debbie Downer when it comes to this stuff. Because I just focus no. on women's rights and all this stuff. You could say you're the anti-Tarantino. I am. You, there is something brought up. You fucking tear it down as opposed to like fucking drowning about in in their. Fu- if if you guys haven't seen that uh, clip from um, that movie that you mentioned, what my friend's birthday, where he's fucking like. Uh, assaulting people with the, his fucking movie knowledge. It's um, you should go see. It. Look it up. It's- oh god, I can't wait! I can't wait. Well, just because, like, honestly, so like, again, this is not wholly fair to Tarantino, but in his wake, he helped create some of the most insufferable film dorks of all time because yes, because they got empowered by a film dork making it big being so unabashedly large and again it can't it's it's one of those things where you can't blame the original filmmaker for all the imitators and his cultural outlook and all that but i think again that plays a part in how insufferable the whole shtick is at this point to me yeah yeah i know quentin tarantino only listens to like one podcast though so hopefully this isn't it 
Can you? I hope it's this one. I hope it's this one. <laughs> Can you imagine? I just I get a Patreon notification. Quentin Tarantino would like to sponsor Milkshakes and Mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> he spent the highest. He, he gave me the highest amount possible in order to dictate He's where just the show goes. Force me future. to watch fucking Riverdale with him so he could fucking point out all the references. <laughs> okay, okay. See, I know it's called Lynchian, but listen to his performance, okay? Listen, listen. You hear that intonation? That intonation is not only a reference to David Lynch. It's a reference to to David Lynch's character from Twin Peaks, okay? Uh, next episode, um, this is Andrew. Um, in memoriam, this um, episode is dedicated to Jason, who blew his fucking brains out um, last night listening to Quentin Tarantino. Uh, yeah, I, I, one of my favorite quotes of all time. I don't remember the actress, but I'm trying to remember the actress, but she said she stopped doing cocaine after she had a night of binging cocaine with Paul Thomas Anderson and Quentin Tarantino. Holy and shit. They were both on Holy cocaine shit. and she was trapped in a, in, a, in, a, like, in a theater with them. And she's like, listening to those two men talk on coke, you will never want to touch another drop or snort another inch in your life. I would have climbed the ladder all the way to the roof and jumped off of it if I had to fucking sit through that. Yeah. Yeah, and I love PTA. Like I think PTA is a great one of my favorite directors of all time. But um, he—that's got to be fucking insufferable. Holy shit! Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Holy shit! Now, what I would pay to see is Paul W. S. Anderson coked out in a room with Tarantino. Because <laughs> <laughs> he would just because Tarantino would be like, "What are you talking about? You don't know anything about film." He's like. Okay, what are you talking about? Did you not see the scene where the nemesis is dressed like the nemesis is dressed in Resident Evil 3? Where, okay, but he doesn't do any of the motions or have any of the backstory that the nemesis in Resident Evil 3, the video game, does, okay? God, the, I, I, my impressions of Tarantino are so obnoxious that after I say them, I want to puke. I want to watch you bowl. Box Quentin Tarantino after he fucking. Oh God! I would pay. I would pay. I would pay for that. I. (laughs) I would pay so much money for that, and I'd be like, you know what? Just fucking be at a party, right? And and someone puts a Yule Ball movie on, and Tarantino's forced to watch it, and he starts not realizing Yule Ball sitting directly behind him. I bet you Tarantino loves Yule Ball. You oh, don't they, think they, he they, does? You don't think ooh, he does? You don't think he does? But I bet ooh. you he does. Tarantino, ooh, with you, have you ever looked at the list of Tarantino's favorite movies whenever they come out for a year? Sure. There's yeah, always yeah. one or two very surprising movies in there. So, that's what I'm saying. But I feel like he does that just to be like, I saw everything. Like, I, I just picked the most extreme references. Like, I feel like uh, that's intentional. I feel like he's that dude who's like I, I, well, I, I just I, I've seen everything. So he probably j- has he probably has? Oh, you know? I'm sure he's seen way more movies than either of us have combined. Probably he's got he way has. more film knowledge than us. Like we're not we're not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and go come on, Tarantino, it's a trivia contest, me and you, right? Because then I, I will, would just... I'll say that right now, Tarantino. <laughs> you come on this fucking podcast and I will beat the shit out of you. Can you imagine? You would just intentionally say the wrong answers, and he would get so, so mad, and I would just be like, no, Jason, Jason's right. I'm the judge. Jason, Jason, Jason is right. Yeah. 
No, no, no. The killer in Halloween is Jason Voorhees. That's the killer in Halloween. <laughs> Have you seen just this? Make it like the obvious shit possible. That'd be amazing. Like the dumbest movie trivia ever. Tarantino, have you not have you not seen the movie? Like he's he's giving the right answers here. I mean, I feel like I feel like are you throwing the game or do you just not do you just not know movies as well as you think you do? And then he just explodes. Like he just becomes a fucking muppet and explodes. <laughs> the the offer's on the table, Tarantino. It's your fucking turn. Oh God! There is a, now. I have a nightmare that he's. I'm gonna wake up sweating in bed that he actually listens to this, and I actually we actually have to record this episode. <laughs> I oh. would definitely do it. I know you would. I know you would, and I would be like, "Yeah, okay, I guess this is gonna make my career. I guess I'll do this podcast. <laughs> Great." Be known for forever. My fucking. I'd be like. <laughs> I just. I just have to turn to my wife and be like, "We need to move." <laughs> Okay, we need to go into we witness protection. I need to change my name. I need to move, okay? This is going to be like the end of Goodfellas, okay? We got to completely change everything about our lives. We will never be the same after this. We must. Really, Joe Pesci, I think I'm getting made, but actually, I'm getting fucking whacked. <laughs> and, it's, and it's just like Scorsese. Scorsese and Tarantino are like whacking you. Because like, we heard what you said on that podcast. You're over, boy. <laughs> and, I'm, and like I'll and then I'll, uh, I'll be like, well, I think they got our voices mixed up. Thank God. <laughs> they Last words, the, the Irishman was fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, unlike Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I don't want to overstay our welcome. So, Jason, any last thoughts about this movie? And where on the internet can they find you? Okay. Oh, they will find me. Um. Uh, bad attitude for you on Twitter. That's that's all. I'm mean, no last thoughts. I think we've said everything there is to be said about um, this, and I think it was a very um, you know, uh, one last thing I want to bring up. Oh, Did you in in I paused and re-listened six times to this um, in that documentary, right? Uh huh. Um, that fucking documentary about um, Al Adamson. What, Al Adamson. Al Adamson. Al Adamson says the word Nazi exactly like fucking Brad Pitt does in fucking Inglorious Bastards. Oh my god. Not Nazi. You're, that is probably a Al Adamson reference. <laughs> I hate everything about where my life has led me yep this moment in history will forever be known as the moment andrew gave up (laughs) uh we're in the nazi killing business and more (sighs) business is booming well our podcast is in the entertainment killing process and uh the business is not doing too well we have one patron but (laughs) if you want to join our humble patronage you can do that at Milkshakes and Mimosas on Patreon.com. Or you can email us at Milkshakes and Mimosas at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at mpodcastm. And if you're the one person in Fiji, thanks for listening and making us the top podcast in Fiji. Listen, uh, listen, last, there's a lot of shit to do in Fiji. It's fucking beautiful. Last, you know? last, last month, we were the number one Apple podcast in Fiji. Fucking dude, thank you to the Fijians. That's how you say it. Did we lose them all? I, you know what? Fuck, did we just lose them all? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Fuck. 
<laughs> guys, you know, I think I guess we should have looked up as to where Tarantino was vacationing before we did this episode. Because <laughs> it turns out he was in Fiji. It was him who listened and got us up to the charts. And it's <laughs> they just played on the loudspeakers on Fiji. Everyone fucking <laughs> love you guys. Love you. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Blame, blame Tarantino instead of the CW. This yeah, week. blame Tarantino. Okay.